99% of people say that family is the most important thing in their life. Yet, building a harmonious family can be a challenge to many of us. So many questions we have no answers to. In this podcast, I, Nevena Bajalac, Dubai's number one harmonious family expert and coach, author and speaker, interview parents around the globe so you can hear the real stories, experiences and struggles parents face. Every guest will, will share with us a unique discovery about parenting, something that nobody told them about. And I will also share with all of you unique tools, strategies that you can use to enjoy parenting more and building that harmonious family you have dreamed about. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the new episode of Building a Harmonious Family with Nevena Bajalats. And if you are a parent who ever had any kind of emotional trauma, if you feel that you're stuck in any area, uh, and I, I believe that all of us have something we can work on, you have to make sure to stay until the end of the episode because my guest today is Robin Jordan. And Robin is originally from New Zealand, but she lives in Australia. And she's transformational relationship coach. Um, and um, I mean, she needs... Um, a trophy because she's a mother of seven children and she has three grandchildren. So I'm super excited to welcome Robin here and hear more about her journey and how she helps people. Welcome, Robin, and thank you for, for being here. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. So tell us a little bit more. Let's start first about what is that you do. And I, we're going to talk a little bit more about emotions today so we can help our listeners. So what are the things, what, as a transformational relationship coach, what it means for people who don't know, and why is this important for parents specifically? Sure, sure. Well, I'm a transformational mindset coach and specializing in relationships and emotional intimacy. And my most of my clients are adults, are women that are reclaiming and rebuilding their lives after you know, different things that have happened and, and experiences that they've faced so that they can, you know, really radiate their truth and their true essence, their core, you know, that your authentic self. And that really, you know, rang true for me thinking about who I serve when you um, contacted me, because this is what we can help to avoid with our children, this, you know, journey of having to discover who we are really, you know. Perfect. So tell me, I mean, I want to know seven children. Are they all your <laughs> biological children? I want to know, did you deliver seven babies if you did? I mean, that's absolutely incredible. So tell me first that. Well, they are all mine. I gave birth to each one, one at a time. <laughs> I had um, five boys, two girls, and I had three home births. And yeah, I, when I first got married, I wasn't going to have any children. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> oh, you're so funny. I mean, I still don't have children, so I, I didn't go through delivery, but I think a lot of us as women be like, oh, I want to have big families. So I want to have like five children. But when I hear like <laughs> seven children, I'm like, wow. Yeah. And I think that's why you have so much energy. And I truly believe that as a woman, like giving birth, our body regenerates 
and uh, that's why we live longer than men because um, we go through so many things and uh, I'm sure that's why you look uh, still so young and energetic so tell me a little bit more about so you just mentioned you were um, you didn't want to have children right so this was in your mind (laughs) so how old were you and how was your parenting journey started how was it going (laughs) Well, I was 23 when I got married and 28 when we had our first child. And I'd actually had quite a long time trying to have a baby, uh, probably about nearly two years. So it gave me a little insight to what some women go through with infertility. And then I had a miscarriage and then I had my first son and they kept on coming. (laughs) I I certainly didn't, you know, start out this parenting journey anticipating I was going to have seven children. And yet, I I, I guess I I just appreciated and I saw the vision of, you know, what it was truly like to be able to raise, you know, children that are mighty in spirit, strong in character. And that was um, one of the reasons why we chose to homeschool our children many years ago. So, yeah, and you know, despite me, and I say despite me, that they've all really done well in making their way in the world because people ask me all the time, oh, were you a teacher? Well, I certainly wasn't a teacher. I was not an academic. I was a very practical creative. My background was in um, textiles and clothing design. But I, I just, the thought of actually sending them to school I just thought I was grieving actually when my first son was going to be starting school. And then that led to, you know, listening to somebody about homeschooling. And and I thought, oh, I had this concept that you had to be this, you know, so organized, this altogether woman to be able to home educate. And yeah, I just saw another side. And you know, it's not for the faint-hearted by any means homeschooling and it's not for the faint-hearted being a parent, especially when, you know, you want to raise um, well-rounded, emotionally intelligent young people. And it really matters, doesn't it? We get one shot at this and I think accepting that we're not perfect, we're going to, you know, we're going to have flaws in our parenting, but to give it our best shot and to enjoy the journey. Yeah, that's that's also as a family coach. That's my um, my goal. And when I work with families, you know, most of them they're just so stressed in everyday life, in small things, and we forgot the bigger picture that we should enjoy this journey, like you said. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, they're a gift, don't they? They yeah. are a gift, and I think it's um, reminding ourselves not everybody is privileged to be able to have a child, and. Yeah, each little person is their own unique, incredibly unique little individual. And this is an amazing, you know, um, job that we have to be able to raise the future generation. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me just a little bit, we're going to go to emotional intelligence. This is something I'm very passionate about. But I just want to ask you, you mentioned homeschooling and now with COVID-19, so many families are homeschooling, they're struggling with it. So I want to just know back then, like, how did you do it? Did you plan curriculum? Did you organize specific routine, time? How was it? And if you can just give a few tips for parents so it's easier for them. Sure, sure. Well, we did have a curriculum Mm -hmm. and... I used to um, try and organize my schedule. I did have a basic schedule, 
and my energy is far more of a spontaneous one and I was never very good at real structure so often the schedules went out the window and I, I've realized sort of along the way that the most important thing that we can teach our children is to have a love of learning and I, I was actually, when I first started, I was trying to recreate school at home. Mm -hmm. But when I had this mind shift in recognizing that I could make cooking, you know, part of the, the curriculum, I could make art, I could make gardening, when we went grocery shopping, everything. But to be able to give them a love of reading and books they started to be able to um, really pace their own education and you know they really it, as they got older taught themselves with the curriculum and I think to lighten up you know I, I look back now and I had very you know a lot of time when um, my children were younger that I beat myself up I thought oh, I've got to do this I've, they're not they're not doing this I've got to add this and I've got to add that yeah, I look back now and I think um, it's a small window of their life. And if you can um, give them that love of learning, fun, adventure, you know, connection, that is something really, really important is that emotional connection and that stability where they feel secure in who they are and allow them to be able to have their own style because each child is different and that's one benefit that I found with homeschooling you know I had as I said seven and they were all very different I had a number of them that were very creative and then some of them that were academic some in between mm -hmm. and one size did not fit all so it was a little bit about go with the flow listen to what your child needs and see what you know really ignites that passion within them and if you are homeschooling try and hone it into that passion yeah but most of all be kind to yourself and be kind with them celebrate them you know enjoy them because I, I look back now and my oldest is 31 and I think it's like a heartbeat away that they've all grown up and yeah I certainly know that I didn't get it all right and there were times where I felt like I was floundering and yet I look back and I'm so so grateful that I had this precious time with them yeah. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I also had the opportunity in the last couple of years, I trained over a few thousand professionals, teachers, especially in early years, managers, and we try so we are so stressed out with curriculums and things that we forget yeah. about children. And I'm yeah. like, the point is to have fun. Once you learn how to have fun, they're going to learn. It's not about everybody learning when they're four, uh, this many letters and this alphabet. No, like you said, just try to nurture and encourage the passion for learning. Because a lot of people, even entrepreneurs, right? They hate school, they hate studying, but we love learning, right? Because we understood it's, it's so exciting to always learn something new and do something new. So thank you so much for sharing. I want to go now and talk about um, a little bit about emotional trauma 
it's something that I personally also overcome. I grew up, um, uh, my family wasn't so harmonious. I love my parents, but they did the best they could, right? With their emotions and their stress. But there was a lot of, um, uh, uh, there was violence, domestic violence, a lot of emotional violence in a way, um, no peace, right, in the house. So this was part of my journey as I had to, you know, learn how to forgive, overcome. I had a lot of fears also when I was younger. Uh, about relationships and everything because when you are in that kind of environment you are afraid that you're gonna end up in the same environment Mm. so Mm. what is the I want to I want to maybe talk the most what are some things that are blocking people and what are some things that you come across the most that people are struggling with and especially from Mm. their childhoods I think it's so important that we we learn how to get rid of that. What are some the most important, uh, most common, sorry, things that yeah. you see? Well, well, I, I think at the core of every woman that I coach is that sense of I'm not enough, I'm not worthy, and I'm not lovable as I truly am. Without the mask, without the role of perhaps people pleasing, because. Uh, and entertainer may be um, the hero that makes it all happen for everybody. And these are what we take on as children and we take them through to adulthood. And the thing is that it's mostly unconscious and it starts when they're little and they make it mean, these children make something mean a certain thing. Um, Even just an example of that the only time they get really praised or celebrated is for an achievement. And they, you know, because they're not emotion, um, mature enough to actually comprehend it all, they can make it mean, okay, I get mummy and daddy's approval when I am a high achiever or when I keep all my room tidy or when I am quiet and don't make any fuss so therefore we start to take on these roles and we for for many they shut down their emotions they don't express them they are the the hero we are oh don't worry about me i'm all right i'm here to take care of everyone else and the more our children's needs are put on the back burner the more that they are unable to express them and have them met as adults so um to be able to really look at the way you are um, connecting with your children and validating them, especially for their emotions, it's just such an important thing and allow them to um, really be able to express them. Um, There was um, five simple steps, you know, when they are like, when they're sad and when it is an emotion and what they need from you is to know that they're okay, they're safe and that they are, you know, whole in that state. And to be able to express it yourself by saying it's okay to feel sad, but it's not okay to maybe, you know, have a tantrum in the in the supermarket um, and to be able to work with them. Obviously, um, it's age dependent and when you know, they're under three, you need to be able to give them maybe two choices. Um, I know so many parents are so rigid and they have this absolute thinking that it's got to be a certain way. But when we're dealing with individual human lives, we have to be able to be more flexible and to be able to get in tune with what our child's needs are. And sometimes 
or most of the time, they don't need you fixing something. They actually need you just being with them and connecting. And sometimes that just might mean sitting beside them, that they're not even wanting to have um, a hug, but sitting there with them and just being able to give a warm look to them that they are reassured in their maybe a, a tantrum at home with a toddler that you are there because there's um, an amazing woman that I have learned so much from in Sue Johnson and it's all about attachment styles and she talks about this in um, relationships but it, it is so important with children and it, the acronym R A R E and it's are you accessible you know as a parent and I get that in this day and age so often parents are so busy they're busy doing you know they're busy holding down a job they're trying to manage everything and you know, when your children are with you, it's so critical to be able to give them space and your, sorry, your presence. So to allow space in your life um, is so important. So it's accessibility and then it's um, responsiveness. How are you going to respond to them? Are you just going to dismiss them? Are you going to ignore them? You know, behind this, um, all of our emotions is, that uh, that question, are you there for me? You know, and children need to know that they're loved and, and accepted and that you were there for them in those early stages, in the ugly times and in the good times. And the, the last um, part of that acronym is engagement. You know, are you willing to spend time to sit there with them and talk about it? And of course, as they get older, this is even more imperative, isn't it? To be able to discuss things and take away that shame. Because if you are, um, you know, dismissing your child or you make light of their emotion, almost mock it, they feel a sense of shame and there are so many adults walking around with that deep sense of shame and over the years they build up this big crust around their core and that's what they face the world with with masks with addictions with you know even shut down emotions um and then we have all these mental health issues relationship issues and when they are allowed to be able to be free to be able to express themselves. And of course, there's, you know, this takes um, educating and patience from a parent where we teach them how to do it um, in an appropriate time and in an appropriate way, but not to make it that anger is bad. You know, this labeling is bad. All emotions are valid. You know, we, we feel them. And to be able to say some are good, some are bad, does not serve us. It's learning how to deal with these emotions. And that takes a commitment from a parent to be able to work through that, you know, with a child. Beautiful. I mean, so much wisdom and so much knowledge. Thank you so much. Um, so I want to know, like you mentioned a few things, but I would like if we can list them, like few things that parents should like never do, should avoid from your uh, point of view, from your work. What are some things that parents should never do when it comes, uh, you know, parents are always worried, oh, will I 
damage my child emotionally and so on. So um, often we're worried about not spending enough time. Then I tell them it's more about quality time, not the quantity time. So what are some things that really makes an uh, impact from your research, from your years of work and your parenting? Mm. Well, being present with your children, even if it's at the meal table, um, to be able to try and create some, you know, habits or some rituals that you as a family do. And obviously, when they're younger, it's more um, achievable that you can all sit around a table at night and be totally present that you're showing interest in what they've been doing in the day, what's happened in their day. And then also to be able to show them that you actually really love hanging out with them. You delight in them. You know, we all want to be around people that we get that sense, that intuition that they like being with us. And when I sometimes observe parents and their children, I think, wow, you would never even know that they were your child, that you even liked them, yet alone loved them in the way they treat them. So it's not about being all soft and, you know, not having any boundaries by yeah. any means, but that's very important. But it's being able to enjoy time together and, yeah, connect. It's tying heartstrings is so important. And, yeah, having those conversations and really looking at your own, you know, attachment style because, I really believe to be a good parent, that work starts with you, your own inner journey. And to be able to commit to that, even before being a parent, you know, I just urge you, and if you're already a parent, take that challenge and start to discover more about what is within you and what you've been hiding, what you um, are suppressing and what is really holding you back. Because all of those things will have some impact on your child, um, especially if you've been shamed for your emotions and you're unable to be able to express them. And understanding that each child will have, you know, I've done a lot with the e-disc profiling and that behavioral profiling is fascinating when you have, you know, they're naturally this way. It's like the true essence. They're born with it. They're either born with a leader, you know, these ones that come out and they just say it as it is and they maybe, you know, step on people's toes. And then you get the ones that um, are more the, you know, the entertainer, the ones that love connection with people. They're creative. They're, it, it really matters who's on the journey of life with them. And then you get the ones that are, you know, systematic, everything's neat and tidy, they have to have routines and structure. And then you get the ones that are very much nurturing and need to feel comfort and that certainty. And so understanding some of these profiles, their behavior patterns can help us actually understand our children because some get very exhausted by having lots of people around and then others they thrive on it, they get energized. And when you have that awareness, I think that conscious awareness of, you know, how you are to begin with as a parent, and then how your children are really, is just so beneficial to be able to understand and bring your best self to be able to do the best for your child. Wow, I'm, I'm totally agreeing with you. And it's so nice yeah. to hear, you know, from others. <laughs> 
other perspective and especially someone with your experience. Um, so <laughs> we have just a couple of minutes to wrap up the session. I want to ask you one last advice you would give to parents who are listening. Um, anything from, I mean, there is so many things, but if you can just take one thing and give us mm. as an advice, what would it be? Mm. Well, I think take things lightly. If, it, if there is conflict, you know, err on the side of giving grace rather than having to be the taskmaster and always let love shine because at the end of the day, um, we can make mistakes and we all do. We let ourselves down. Um, we'll fail. And yet even that is important to be able to celebrate failures because, you know, if failure is shamed, then people, children grow up not willing to give things a go so yeah allow your children to be children and embrace their curiosity their wonderment you know the joy that they have of adventure and allow them to be themselves rather than trying to put them in a box like everybody else you know and have those moments as a family create those rituals about celebrating each other Beautiful. Thank you, Robin, so much. We're going to make sure that we put description about you and links, how people can reach out and connect with you in the description of this podcast. So I just want to thank you once again. <laughs> Beautiful. So much wisdom from you. And I think it benefits so many of, of our listeners. And for the end, I just want to thank everyone for being here, for listening. I'm sure you got so much value. If you have any questions, make sure that you reach to Robin and connect as well. Thank you so much.